Welcome to the Team ASE Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Mala. And in the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to be sharing some information, insight, and inspiration on a variety of topics for individuals already working or thinking about a career in the automotive industry. But there's a lot more to ASE than you may be aware of, and we'll explore the many facets of Team ASE in future episodes. The Team ASE Podcast is brought to you by ASE, the National Institute for Automotive Service Excellence. ASE is perhaps best known as the organization that provides certification credentials for automotive professionals. Just like ASE, the Team ASE podcast offers something for automotive professionals everywhere. Join us as we explore what's now, what's new, and what's next in the automotive service industry. It's a journey that won't just help you make a living, it'll help you make a difference. It takes a team to build the future. Welcome to Team ASE. Heraclitus, a Greek philosopher, is recognized as the first to say, the only constant in life is change. That statement is not just a fundamental truth, it particularly applies to the automotive industry and those who work in it. On January 1st, 2024, a leadership change will take place at one of the most well-known organizations within the automotive service industry, the National Institute for Automotive Service Excellence, when CEO Tim Zilke and Senior Vice President Trish Serator officially begin their retirement. Back in August, in Episode 2 of the Team ASE podcast, we interviewed Dave Johnson and Donna Wagner, the incoming CEO and VP who will be succeeding Tim and Trish. And in this episode, we'll complete that circle by talking with Tim and Trish about their time at ASE, some of their accomplishments, and their plans for the future. Tim, let's begin with you. You've accomplished a great deal during your leadership of ASE. As you look back, what are some of the milestones in your time with the organization? Thank you, Tony. It has been a fun career at ASE. It really has. We've seen tremendous change in technology of vehicles over the years. We've also seen tremendous changes in the technology as it relates to testing as well. As an organization, we have adapted to those changes and been assertive about doing new things at ASE. And as I look back over the years, probably one of the key things was the shift to computer-based testing that took place in, uh, I think it was 2012 when we shifted over. Mm -hmm. And we've continued to see changes in the technology as it relates to testing as well since that time and done everything that we can in order to make sure that the testing experience for technicians is as modern as it can be. You've been with the organization how long? I have been with ASE for 32 years, 16 years as the president and CEO. And you were the third president and CEO, I think, right? Correct. And Trish, you've been the one who's been spreading the word about all this. I know we've worked together quite a bit over the years. Looking back, what are your fond memories of your time with ASA? Oh, my goodness. Several things. I think the nicest part about ASC is, A, the technicians you meet, right? So I've had 35 years of going to trade shows and industry events and activities where the technicians actually are. And while I still feel occasionally the target on my forehead for who wrote that stupid question, Hearing their experiences, the pride they have in becoming ASC certified, how they have grown in their career, and and just it made a difference to them. And that just to me has just really been awesome. And I'll take that away forever and ever. There's been a parade of some very, very amazing individuals who have made ASC the success that it is over the years. I know it was founded by a group of very visionary people back in 1972, I believe. Some of them have left us. But I know there's a lot of history with the organization, and it has been one of the most amazing examples, I think, of cooperation within the industry. And ASE actually has done an amazing job as well, I think, of 
growing the certification process. You started out with how many tests was it? Oh, 72, there were four. And now we're over 50. We've shifted ASE away from just being what I like to say is a single touch point where you take a test, like an A-series test, and that's it, uh-huh. to an organization that works with a technician from point of entry all the way through their entire career. And that is through an alignment of the organizations under the ASE umbrella. Uh-huh. So we've got the ASE Education Foundation, which is an accrediting organization for secondary and post-secondary automotive programs. Mm-hmm. And in turn, they move the aspiring technician out into the workplace and facilitate that cooperation between education and the industry. And then in turn, we move to ASE certification, which of course now we've shifted that away from just the A-level test to series of tests within the ASE testing program where we've got a MLR test, the G1 test, which is more of an entry-level type test, all the way through the A-series and then advanced-level test. And then in turn, the other organization that's aligned is the ASE Training Managers Council, mm-hmm. which in turn works with lifelong learning for technicians. We've seen tremendous growth also in our entry-level test, which is for students. It's just amazing how that has grown. And in fact, I think this year we will probably have more tests taken by students than what we will have on the professional side, which is just remarkable. Remarkable is a good word for it. But I think a lot of people are unaware of just the breadth of what you described that ASE is involved with. I mean, it's not just the testing and certification, as you mentioned, the, uh, the accreditation that they do for CTE programs through the Education Foundation. The ASE Training Managers Council now, I know that ASE started managing that over the years. ASE has participated in helping a number of organizations. And I think one of the best kept secrets in the industry is the recognition that ASE does every year. So I think last year you set a record, wasn't it? How many awards? Yeah, I think we had 54 awards over probably 20 sponsors. Our industry sponsors support this by helping bring the winner to our board meeting. We have a special banquet just for them, and they get to go on stage and thank their folks, their instructor, whoever they are. And we do press releases and just try to get the recognition of that individual's accomplishments down to their community so they can be feted down there as well as amongst their colleagues and peers at our banquet. And Tim, the system that ASE uses, I guess for lack of a better word, the testing itself, was pretty scientifically rigorous, I think, isn't it? Yeah. We have a very, very extensive process we go through to develop test questions. Uh-huh. And we're unique in the sense of what you talked about earlier with ASE being an organization that pulls together all the different elements of the industry. So we have a sophisticated process for developing test questions that involves uh, participation from companies throughout the industry, whether that's OE, aftermarket, whichever. And then once those questions are developed, in turn, we pre-test the questions to make sure that they're valid and not biased in any way. And then after that extensive process, then we go ahead and, and use them in the actual tests. And I know they do workshops where you have subject matter experts. Yeah, exactly. We're very fortunate because the entire industry supports ASE and its efforts, which is unique. As you look at other industries, we're very, very uh, fortunate in that respect. It is a broad level of support, actually. We have OEMs like General Motors, Ford, you know, others on the board. But you also have aftermarket people, I believe. The board itself is probably one of the key successes for the ASE organization in that 
From the get-go, the board has been made up of both our OE partners as well as our aftermarket shop owners and parts companies, and the sectors cover the entire industry so that we're not biased against one or another. We can present an exam and a certification that matches everybody's needs in the industry. And as Tim said, that support has been ongoing for 51 years, and you know we wouldn't be here without that commitment from both the OE and the aftermarket to continue to recognize technicians who have the competency and knowledge to fix the cars right the first time. With all of its impact on the industry, I know ASE has helped tremendously in raising the level of knowledge that the individual technicians have learned to achieve. The toughest part, I guess, is keeping up with the technology. And recently, you just developed a new electric vehicle test, right? We sure did. We are rolling that out as we speak. It's electric vehicle safety test. Uh And we've also introduced uh, recently an ADAS test for advanced driver assistance systems. So both of those tests are very, very current. And strategically, we've looked at it. We want to make sure that ASE is proactive and out front with new technology. So we're excited about the electric vehicle test. That'll actually take us a little bit further away from just testing technicians as well, because that test will be offered to personnel within a uh, repair facility. Also, so whether it's a service rider, anybody who might be exposed to a challenge with the safety of an electric vehicle. ASE spends, I imagine, a great deal of time thinking about the future along these lines with all the changes in technology now. So but what do you have, regular ongoing uh, workshops? How do you do that? That's where we rely on the diverse board of directors because there really are eyes and ears as to what's going on within the industry, whether that's technology or other changes that are taking place in the industry. And as Trish talked about, the diversity of the board. We go all the way from hands-on working technicians on that 28-member board of governors to high-level corporate executives. So the perspective there is tremendous, not only OE aftermarket, but also vertically among the type of responsibilities those individuals have. And the workshops, when we have the test question writing workshops, we're gathering that input from those folks as well. So, you know, we got the feet on the street, if you will, is in addition to the board members bringing it from their organization's perspectives. Well, those workshops, I believe, are populated, a lot of them, by ASE master technicians, right? Well, a lot of them are. Certainly the working tech folks, you know, we try to get somebody who's certified in the area in which we're writing those questions, and many of them are master techs as well. So, yeah, we really get to take advantage of their years of experience. Talking about years of experience, what plans do you have for the future, Tim? Well, I grew up on a farm in Michigan, and and I'll be heading back to Michigan from Northern Virginia Uh after 40-plus years in Northern Virginia. So I'm looking forward to heading back there. My twin brother is actually a vegetable farmer, so I look forward to spending some time with him and uh, repairing some tractors and and restoring some tractors and things of that sort. So you can't get away from the automotive. Now you're going to have a tractor collection, right? That's right. That's right. So we didn't quite get there with an an ASE agricultural (laughs) or tractor test, but hey, you never know. Well, you did do the military testing, though, so you're, you're close. We did. Speaking of that test series, that's been a great series in that everybody is struggling with getting technicians. It's, yeah. it's been yeah. a problem for years now, and that's one of the things, if I look back on our career, it's like, I think we really made a difference in that area, but there's more work to be done. There just really uh-huh. is. I think that, and as you talked about the consumer area earlier as well, both of those areas have room to, and opportunities for ASE to impact going forward. Yeah. Well, Trish, what about you? What are your plans for the future? 
Well, we're going to stay where we are, and uh, my husband has a very extensive library, so I'm going to take my uh, skill set and become a librarian. (laughs) So that should be fun. Uh, It's all car books, so uh, right, keeping it in the family. Yeah. And uh, some travel and uh, some volunteering. That's great. And Tim, I believe you're transitioning your replacement, actually, the CEO designate. Yes, Dave Johnson, who was formerly with Ford, and it's great because we have a nice long runway. Dave actually started working for us July 12th, or working alongside, so it's a a nice long time period for him to uh, learn the ropes and take ASC to the next level. I'm excited about that. So a smooth transition is in the works. Absolutely. He'll do great. He really will. We are sorry to see you go, but I know I speak for everyone when I say we wish you all the best going forward. So thank you for your service, as they say. Thank you, Tony. No, thank you. We've been talking with Tim Zilke and Trish Serator. Tim is the outgoing CEO of ASE, and Trish is the senior vice president. Well-known names in the industry, and we wish them all the best in their retirement. Tim, Trish, thanks again for your time. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's Team ASE podcast. For more information on how ASE can help you grow as an automotive professional, visit the website at www.ase.com. You'll find information on the latest developments in ASE certification, how the ASE Education Foundation is working with career and technology educators to prepare the next generation of automotive professionals, and much, much more. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.